0: uh mess mess. but you know what bless this
1: (laughs) (laughs) off to a good start
2: oh hello i didn't see you there in this audio only medium (laughs) welcome to how do we uh human (laughs) i couldn't even remember the name of our own show but I do know that it's the podcast where we overanalyze all of the weird and uncomfortable micro-moments in life. I'm Chris Binning. And I'm Evan Cox. And today we're going to be speaking about speaking in public. <laughs> that uh, that format works for any topic, <laughs> it turns does. out. It does. And I'm not going to abandon it, but <laughs> I will abandon... The thought I was going to have because something very important has come up. What is that? It's that I need to know, Evan. Huh? How you
1: doing? Oh. (laughs) Thank
2: you. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Speaking of the
0: awkward micro moments, we st- I, I was like, let's go. We started that podcast and I wasn't wearing my headphones and I had to find them. So I was like, my head was under the desk for most of that intro. <laughs>
2: uh, you did make the rookie mistake of saying whenever I'm ready. <laughs> I,
0: I didn't care when you were ready. That's valid. You know, you can't, can't waste your time worrying about other people. That's... True. It's, I spend most of my time worrying about other people. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm told you can't.
2: I spend most of my time saying that I don't worry about other people, <laughs> but secretly
0: I am doing it. I spent 80% of my time worrying about other people, 20% of my time reading quotes about how you, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, I'm doing good. Right. Uh, yeah. it's. I mean, oh, God,
2: it's a sunny day. It's, it's a sunny day in Los
0: Angeles, California. It's sunny day in Los Angeles, California. Um, and unfortunately, in podcasting means we just shut the windows. Yes. We're going to the bank alive. <laughs> Um, I've got, I've got a little story I want to share though. Uh, so I, cards on the table. Uh oh. I've been looking for another therapist.
1: Woo.
0: Had one. Okay. Couple of years ago, enjoyed the experience. Haven't for a couple of years. And when you when you've had one, and then live a couple of years of your life, you pretty quickly go like, "Hey, that was better." <laughs> mm-hmm. I had someone to talk. You don't about know these what you got until it's gone. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, it's very, very, very hard to find a therapist in LA for some reason. I mean, population. I guess there's so many people, and most people in LA have more money than I do. <laughs>
2: <So> <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know the feeling well. So yeah, I've
0: I, I've been looking. Pretty seriously, for, I don't know why the amount of time that popped in my head was a half an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow. I'm pretty seriously You're for about a half an hour. Uh, no, for I don't know, three or four months probably. And um, <clears throat> I, <laughs> so I found someone who was close enough in between where I live and where I work. Uh, my main goal is not to drive in the opposite direction. <laughs> That's a good goal for work. Um, so I found this guy. I was like, I'm going to give him a call. I give him a call. Doesn't respond. I just leave a message. Hey, you know, ask if you're still, if you're accepting patients. said on the website you were. Uh, This is my phone number. This is my name. And like 15 minutes go by and he calls me back. And he's just like, oh, hello. Like he's he's an older guy and seems, you know, when you talk on the phone to someone and you're like, you're odd. (laughs) Yeah. You're an odd man. Sure. So he goes. Uh so I, yeah I got your message I was just calling you back uh but your message I it it uh, distorted I couldn't hear your name could you tell me your name and I go uh yes my name's Evan Cox. And he goes, uh, okay what was your what was that first name again I said Evan. Kevin which is that's a common Sure. Point awful bane of my existence (laughs) (laughs) for me. A lot of people assume my name is Kevin. It is not. It's Evan. And uh, so you know, no biggie. I'm like, oh no no, it's Evan. E-V-A-N B-V-A-N? No, no E-V-A-N (laughs) D-V-A-N? These aren't names you're spelling. No. Evan. E-V-A-N Might have even thrown out one more (laughs) T-V-A-N? Oh, oh my God. Oh, E-V-A-N. Okay, Evan. And your last name was Cox. Same story. C-O-X. B-O-X as in box? No. (laughs) D-O-X as in docks? (laughs) Definitely not. This goes on for minutes. Like, like, I I try to make the attempt not to over-exaggerate. It's very easy to go. That went on for an hour. Sure. But it literally went on for minutes. So this guy asked me how to spell my name. He finally gets it. Evan Cox. Oh, okay. Evan Cox. Well, I'm not accepting patience right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what what do you say
2: to that? (laughs) Oh, my God. Why did you do this? Do you you think it was a test? Do you think it was Maybe it was. Maybe I failed. It was like an audition sort of of like... He was trying to gauge how you two would get along <laughs> because and or how much work he felt like he would have to put in
0: because that's he just knows like this is what I'm like. You've got to gotta be got to be able to handle this
2: every word that comes across my desk. I'm going to do a Wheel of Fortune <laughs> try to solve the puzzle R-L-S-T-N-E. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Almost R.L. Stein. Always, Almost always bugged me. Do you me. think that's where he got it from? I hope. I always wanted it to be R.L. Stein. The answer.
2: <laughs> the final spin. The answer is R.L. Stein, and nearly every letter you before you've even chosen your <laughs> letters. Anyways, uh, Chris, how you doing? <laughs> Well, thank you so much for whispering that into the mic, Kevin. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Dox. <Docs. laughs> How you doing? Uh, you know, I'm doing all right. I um, Something that we have spoken about, I believe, off mic. Ooh, uh, exciting. In the, in the rare times that we've spoken uh, when uh, recording is not taking place. During visitation hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I mentioned that I'm sort of remodeling, redoing my room a little bit. Exciting. Yeah. So yesterday, a new desk arrived. And... (laughs) So uh, the desk did not arrive assembled, as desks rarely do. No. So I had to assemble it. And I like to pride myself a little bit. I I kind of enjoy assembling furniture for the most part.
0: Well, I mean, you did used to work at Ikea. I did used to work at Ikea. Yeah.
2: (laughs) yeah uh, it was weird like I didn't really like assembling furniture before and then like my first couple days there yeah. they, like, took me into this dark room and I think they inserted some like microchip I don't really remember Just but ever since one of them. then I've loved assembling furniture. Inserted one of those
0: weird little IKEA wrenches somewhere yeah. in you.
2: Yeah, it was dumb. yeah, it was a long process um, <laughs> where they just turned the allen wrench over and over again. Anyways, you pride yourself anyway, on your building. I pride I pride myself on building. <laughs> oh, today's going to be a giggly episode. <laughs> Better like it. But uh, so this desk, I assembled it. Uh, I started assembling last night, mm-hmm. which was um, maybe not the smartest move because I, I I
0: do that a lot too. Though when I get furniture, yeah. I get I don't want to just leave
2: it in a box. Like, right? Let's do it now. Yeah, let's do it right now. Ten that. thirty p.m. <laughs> uh, and I got through the first handful of steps, and I start to realize that they didn't do a great job. With the um, diagrams that they have placed in the instructions, Uh, I only put one piece on backwards initially um, (laughs) because it was so so poorly labeled in the um, in the diagram that uh, I mean I anybody could have made that mistake. Absolutely, I refuse to take (laughs) accountability. I, it could have been any of us could have been me it could have been you i was there it could have been the listener it could have been anyone um but the the way that they also had like pre-drilled some of the holes not big enough for several of the oh, nails
0: oh i've had that that's the worst it is
2: and i on the instructions it says like please only use a screwdriver do not use a power drill hmm please just use a screwdriver And so I was willing to follow those instructions, but at some point, uh, when I got halfway through building the desk and said "fuck this," I'm going to bed. (laughs) uh, When I woke up, which is a good way to go to bed. Yeah, (laughs) uh, always go to bed angry. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, I in the morning, I marched downstairs. I opened the little closet. I pulled out that power drill.
1: Yeah,
2: it's it's go time. Uh. And I. Gotta say, that was the way to do it. Yeah. The process, a lot faster. A lot easier. And no problems from that point on.
0: <laughs> is, that, is it like... what Was it Ikea furniture? No,
2: or? I got it on Amazon. Um, it was like a... I think the company was like Farino, maybe? Some company with something against big power drill.
0: <laughs>
2: you know, it's not the first time that I've seen that on furniture. Um... I think it's on IKEA sometimes. I got like a big yeah. um a big like kitchen pantry sort of like uh wardrobe almost. Yeah. Uh and when I was assembling that it was the same thing. It was and that was from a uh, I think it was from like Office Max or Office Depot or something that we just repurposed as a pantry, but it said the same thing when we were assembling it. It was like do not use a power drill. You're going to you know uh risk warping the wood or whatever mm. when you drill into it or splitting the wood when you when you drill in I don't know I guess um, that makes sense it does I think that it's honestly more to counter the idiots that are like come on keep drilling and they just <laughs> drill right through. <laughs>
0: we're all trying to counter those idiots
2: we're all trying everything <laughs> in life is just to counter other idiots
0: <sighs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you're wearing a near flannel right now it makes me happy that you're
2: <laughs> talking power tools <laughs> yeah listen i am a manly man look at you i love also my like flannels
0: 85 degrees out wearing a lawn.
2: so <laughs> hot <laughs>
1: You made a mistake. I did. Still every I wore
2: something it. like short-sleeved last time, or maybe it was just like a thin shirt, and I was like, oh, it's freezing. Oh, not this time. Not to this time. <laughs> Recording always keeps me on
0: my toes. You gotta. you. Well, that's the one rule of podcasting. You gotta be uncomfortable. <laughs> you
2: gotta be uncomfortable. It makes for the best content. It does. <laughs> Well, should we uh, dip
0: into our main top? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) We've had the appetizer. Let's move into the main course. Public speaking. Hate it. Love it! Mm. It's funny to me that last
0: week we'd recorded and had a brief conversation where we were we were both momentarily on the side of like, I don't know, public speaking, because I hate it and you love it. Like, maybe we shouldn't talk about it, but <laughs> that's the perfect thing to talk about. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> a thing
2: we have different opinions on? It's so rare. No, thanks.
0: Let's not. Let's just agree.
2: <laughs> Let's just agree. Spend an hour just in agreement. Because the way the world is, so many people uh, are fighting all the time, uh, and I just want to talk to people who have the same opinions. Me, <laughs> but yeah, public speaking is something that I think most people hate. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't. I feel more comfortable public speaking than I do in one-on-one conversations most of the time
0: including this one not
2: including this one that's why i had to throw that little <laughs> i think if it's like a one-on-one conversation with like a, a friend that or a family member whatever that's fine yeah but it uh in terms of like would i rather speak one-on-one with a stranger or mm-hmm. would i rather do public speaking in front of a bunch of strangers i would take public speaking in front of a bunch of strangers every time
0: yeah the stranger factor hmm like i almost think because I mean, you so rarely public speak in front of strangers. I feel like most of my public speaking's in front of people I know, and that's a nightmare to me. I don't I don't like that. I think I think I could public speak in front of strangers.
2: <laughs> oh okay, interesting. <laughs> well, maybe I don't know, we'll, we'll we'll get to the bottom of it because <laughs> I would have I would have assumed that you would be more comfortable in front of people that you knew.
0: No, I've always been the opposite. I'm very like, I at at a very at a very young age I am a musician <laughs> <And> <laughs> At a young age I remember there was a point when my mom wanted me to play a song cuz like I knew how to play songs and I was just like I hate this I don't like doing this in front of because basically what I'm trying to get at is to me even at that age there was such a difference in like I at at like 13 years old I think I I could perform I think uh-huh. I could have gone <laughs> this is insane but I could have gone on stage at 13 years old in front of like some thousands of people and I could have done fine you know I would have got the jitters to a certain degree like anybody uh-huh. might in front of a large crowd but like I would have done fine but performing in any capacity in front of like four people that i know <laughs> freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> okay. Immediate panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: guess I guess that i can understand too because that's also like a uh like sharing your creativity thing. Oh yeah. Like um so i used to like draw. Um ah me too. Yes, and when people ask to see your artwork. Awful awful it's the worst um so i can definitely understand the like musician fear of like performing in front of people that you know that way yeah uh that definitely makes sense to me okay has anyone ever asked you to draw them (laughs) yes (laughs) isn't that the worst request
0: um yeah i don't have a skill for drawing faces. That has never been my strong <laughs> Um Yeah, no, not a fan. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: me neither. Not, I mean, nothing good's ever gonna come of that. No! I mean, I don't, I don't know maybe other people are better at drawing than I am.
2: (laughs) Right. Well, in a lot of like, I don't know what your art style was like. Bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mine was very like cartoonish.
0: That Um, is all I can do now is kind of cartoonish stuff. Yeah. yeah.
2: But when you're doing cartoons, uh, the way to draw people is to kind of accentuate certain features. Yeah. And oftentimes those are not features that people want accentuated. That's how that works.
0: (laughs) And I see you as a caricature artist out on Venice
2: Beach. Yeah, a (laughs) lot of people also don't love to be drawn in dune buggies, (laughs) which was exclusively what I was doing. I've never been in a dune buggy before. Me (laughs) neither. Only on canvas. (laughs) Uh
0: So I, I say all of this to say I consider public speaking a performance to me do you not feel the same way
2: uh yeah i think that at least in a majority of my public speaking experience i would i would definitely categorize it in the performance category
1: yeah
2: uh do you so do you think you have a a fear of public speaking because that's always that always comes up as like the most common fear in america because we, apparently people have never like seen a snake before <laughs> snakes are the
0: worst i'm uh, not not i don't mind snakes so much
2: all right that's the end of the episode <laughs> and the end of the series okay this is the one thing we're not allowed to disagree <laughs> on <laughs> My intense <laughs> hatred and fear of snakes. Okay, Indiana Jones. <laughs> I told you I'm a manly
0: man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, Do you oh, consider public I'm, speaking a fear? I absolutely don't, which is weird. Like, I don't know. You know what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid of spiders. Um, I don't think of public speaking in that way. And uh, I, I... You know what? It, it's... I have, I've gotten, and this is kind of an improv thing, but like, I've gotten pretty good at facing the fear, as they say. Yes. Um, and I've kind of given myself that instinct of like, if you hate this, like, right, just do it. It'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not going to be the worst thing that's ever happened. Right. Um, just do it. So, yeah, no, it's not like I'm like, devastated and terrified of public speaking. I just don't like it. I don't like to do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I will do it. Okay. And I survive. <laughs> <laughs> so brave. Um, I. It's weird because I... Um, uh, you and I are both, I think, generally more introverted people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, so a lot of people don't think that I would enjoy public speaking. No. Uh, At my current job, there are times where I will have to uh, make uh, announcements over the, the PA speakers. And everybody is always, when I first started, they were always so shocked that I could just launch into those announcements with such confidence and like poise, I guess. Um, because they're like, you're so quiet all the time, but I mean, you're killing these announcements. Um, so I guess I, I find, uh, uh, an enjoyment for sure out of doing it, but it always surprises people that I would enjoy it. Here, I'm going to throw a wrench into the proceedings. <laughs> throw that wrench. <laughs> America's favorite game show. I. I also love giving an
1: announcements
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm realizing saying all these things out loud i don't make sense and i was hoping to be able to talk through all of this and get to like oh that's the specific that's what it is evan doesn't like about it and maybe we will we'll still work towards that yeah. i'm your new therapist you're my new therapist yay <laughs> are you accepting patients? <laughs> <laughs> what was your name again? oh fuck. <laughs> Um, yeah, when I when I was working so at
2: W V A <laughs> N, uh huh,
0: Van X O
2: X, hugs and kisses. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, name is Evan. Hugs and kisses. Oh, I
0: wish. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, when I was working at uh, Walgreens, we you like you have to give store announcements. Oh um, sure, like. Uh, let me give you a little taste. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh oh! Attention, shoppers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, nothing something along the lines of like, attention, shoppers. Like, we'll be closing. You, yeah, you didn't always do minutes. it in the the weird wizard voice that you and I tend uh, to fall into. <laughs> attention, shoppers. Uh, attention.
0: Uh, no, what would I The do? store will be closing! I think I would just lean into my bassy, bassy voice and say, Attention shoppers, we will be closing in the next 15 minutes. Please collect all of your items and get out! <laughs> <laughs> but that, to me, is the same as what we're doing right now. People. Thousands of people are listening to this podcast. Heaven, don't be ridiculous.
2: It's in the billions.
0: Billions of people, most of the planet.
2: Most most of the planet.
0: uh, Signed on and subscribed.
2: The only ones that haven't? (laughs) Fools. Oh, (laughs) we went different directions.
0: I did not mean to call deaf people fools. I rescind my statement. (laughs) And
2: I did not mean to call fools deaf.
0: (laughs) Um... (laughs)
1: <laughs> no further questions oh at this time. boy
0: so yeah to me this is like i can talk knowing that people will hear me if i don't really ever have to see them hearing me or or oh, okay. face uh people criticizing or complimenting <laughs> me. i just so can throw it out there and uh
2: there we go <laughs> yeah i i definitely understand what you mean by like not having to deal with the feedback um it's would you ever do or maybe you have and i just don't know hey would you ever do stand-up comedy because that's definitely a form of public speaking
0: i have always wanted to i have jokes written i'm ready to go but uh never have never will (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a it's a thing I'm forever putting off. Especially living in LA, there are so many available open mics. It is oh, so yeah. easy to just jump on stage and do it in front of other people who don't really necessarily have that much experience. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, it kind of freaks me out a little. I think similar to improv, like, I can get in that headspace of it's a performance and I'm doing a thing. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think until i try it i won't know if it terrifies me or not
2: <laughs> yeah weirdly that is a type of public speaking that i don't know that i would enjoy mm. because it's it might just be on a different topic from public speaking mm-hmm. but the idea that uh that uh, stand up comedy is so cutthroat yeah um that part of it doesn't Interest me. I wouldn't mind like being on stage and telling jokes. Uh, I like being in more of like a host capacity. Yeah. Of like keeping things moving, and it'll be funny. But I'm not here to be the funny person. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: <clears throat> you and I have hosted some things together. <laughs> before. We have. It's a really good time. Two
2: mixed reviews. <laughs>
0: Um, positive reviews for me I thought we were
2: fantastic (laughs) uh, oh yeah the reviews of ourselves pretty good um and I think most people enjoyed it I got a couple things that were like listen nobody cares nobody's here for this you guys so uh build it they will come (laughs) um (laughs) But also the idea of, uh, like, because it's so cutthroat, you also hear about so many people that, like, have their jokes stolen. Yeah. uh, Not something I'm interested in. (laughs) Um, Or um, heckling. Yeah. Because uh. most public speaking things, everyone knows they have to pay attention to you. Yeah. But for whatever reason, stand-up comedy is, like... I could pay attention to them, or I could do my own set right here at the same time. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's well, and that's I experienced that in my years in a band, and I think we experienced that once or twice. We we did a, a show or two doing improv in restaurants. Oh my god! <laughs> when you're in a setting, so when I, yeah, I mentioned being in a band that was like playing bars and stuff like that. When uh-huh. you're in a setting. Where the activities happening in that setting don't require you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people. Uh, you know, I don't know. Thirty percent of the crowd might be paying attention, and the rest are really just not thrilled that you're there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, it's an uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable environment, and that I assume is what stand-up comedy feels like <laughs> all the time.
2: Yeah. I I think that that is is true at least for at least for me.
0: We will <clears throat> we will have to do that sometime. We'll do a follow-up episode you and I will do an open mic. It'll be so good. <laughs> I don't hate that idea. I, I, I can hold it the same way you. You've, <laughs> I don't know if I've said this on mic before, but like genuinely, <clears throat> if you weren't around to like make me <laughs> get, like get invested in this, we <laughs> would record all of these and never release them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is how I operate. <laughs> but
0: yeah, if we keep each other honest and just go yeah. like hey, let's go, we'll we'll go we'll try it out, uh, that'd probably be a good thing, or it'd be a, a mistake.
2: Well, either way, it'd be good content for this show. Yay! Um, have you...
0: I feel like we're, we're so slowly swaying away from the topic, but still relevant. Uh, on that, have you, have you ever looked into or uh, thought about uh, storytelling events? Are you familiar with the format?
2: Uh, Very loosely, I think. And the reason I say that is... Um, in high school, I was on the speech and debate yes. team. And so that's where I got a lot of my public speaking like mm. practice in and really came to enjoy it. Uh, so I would do a bunch of different events. And they did have a storytelling event. Oh, interesting. Uh, which is one that I did once, I think. <laughs> and just didn't enjoy. Um, I don't know what the sort of storytelling events are like here, perhaps you could elaborate, and then I could tell you what my experience uh, was
1: Uh, the um. one time I did that event.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's basically like... uh, You've you've got a story. (laughs) You want to tell it. It can be very serious. It can be very funny. Some people's storytelling is pretty near stand-up. Like, you know, a stand-up that... Like, a very... Very, very successful stand-ups can get away with kind of long storytelling jokes, whereas newer stand-up comics have to just be like, joke, 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 make people laugh constantly. Storytelling is kind of that, where it's like, it can be funny, but it might take 15 minutes to get to the funny part.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But uh,
0: it's being able to tell a captivating story in front of an audience and sharing things.
2: Okay, I would enjoy that, I think
0: i'm also Obviously gonna, I've uh, never done it but recommend a podcast risk uh kevin allison of the state has a storytelling podcast it's so very very good
2: okay i um i think when i did it in uh speech and debate it was like you had to take a pre-existing story and just like, mm. tell it in a captivating way
0: Ooh, that's very different and interesting I kind of like the challenge.
2: Yeah, it is. It is a challenge because I went in the one time I did it, and this is true of most of my speech and debate career, where I would do a thing once, not <laughs> succeed beyond everyone's wildest dreams, and so I would stop. We're very similar in that. <laughs> um, there were like there were a couple events because uh, there are multiple events in, within speech. Mm-hmm. Um, I never did the <coughs> debate portion of it oh. but uh there well, are many different events leading
0: to say you were part of speech and debate um,
2: <laughs> busted <laughs> i i certainly debated many people within the organization <laughs> uh, just got me never for a trophy <laughs> um, but uh there were many different events and there were like one or two that I really enjoyed, mm-hmm. but the rest of them I tried once, twice, three times, three a lady. times a lady, <laughs> uh, and then I would stop. And storytelling was one of them. I don't remember what the story that I even told was. I think it was around Halloween, so it was like probably Halloween themed, spooky, spooky. Oh, <laughs> oh, you know what? I hmm. think that each tournament there was a different storytelling theme like everybody had to do a story with this theme and so i think it was halloween i could just be making that up i have no idea but i think that's what i remember did you
0: do it with a flashlight at your chin oh that would have been good that would have been points
2: where were you 10 years ago (laughs) um Walgreens. <laughs> doing doing my announcements. Doing your announcements.
0: Ladies and gentlemen of the Walgreens.
2: <laughs> but there was uh, there was another event within speech and debate that I really enjoyed which was expository speaking. Oh, which is where you just kind of pick a topic and then you've got an easel and like different uh, poster boards with graphics that you can put on them. Um so it was I kind of envisioned it as like when Stephen Colbert would do like the word yeah, yeah. and so you'd you could always cut to like a graphic essentially totally um and so that was like the one and the one event that I really enjoyed um because that was also something where like everybody in that room because maybe it's because it's in a competition setting yeah they all have to either laugh when you want them to laugh or shut the hell up Those are their two options. Everybody's got to be silent. They can't interject from the audience. Um, Interesting. Except for the one year that my uh, expository speech was on game shows and I insisted on audience responses to questions I would ask. (laughs) But other than that, they're supposed to stay silent. There was uh, also an event that combined improv with public speaking where it was called impromptu speaking Okay. and you would get a topic or a question and then you had like five minutes to prepare uh essentially like a five paragraph essay for lack yeah, of a better word yeah. that you would then uh deliver interesting um, yeah so so you deliver it in writing or you no just- no no you you can have like a pen and paper with you or whatever to like formulate your um your notes uh, and the structure of it, mm. and you can look at it if you need to. Uh, typically, your the professionals uh, don't have to do that. But
0: why well, I never made speech and debate team? I submitted all my speeches just in writing. Just in writing. Never,
2: never spoke in a <laughs> in an unmarked envelope. <laughs> um, there was one time though where like, because most of the topics in impromptu speaking were like were like fun, goofy topics that you had to present. Yeah. But one time. Um, because there was another event called extemporaneous speaking, which is more about like politics and you have a longer time to prepare. You've got like 30 Whoa. minutes to prepare. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, okay, some people love it.
2: Some people love it. I don't. But, um, the tournament, uh, accidentally or maybe on purpose, I think <laughs> the investigate, the thorough investigations I would conduct later <laughs> proved that it was accidental, but they accidentally swapped or maybe just doubled down on the extemporaneous uh, questions and prompts within the impromptu event. And so I'm the first competitor to go up in this like semi final round. And uh, they give me the little folded up piece of paper. That has my specific prompt on it. Yeah. And I open it and it's like, how should the US and Europe go forward with the current proposed trade deals or something like that? <laughs> it was something where I looked at it and I was like, oh, oh no! no. <laughs> and so I gave um, a just total nonsense speech, <laughs> ran so short. People laughed because they knew the struggle I was in and I was not afraid to admit it constantly throughout the speech. Um, And one of my friends later was like, that was the most spectacular bomb (laughs) I have ever seen go off at a tournament.
0: (laughs) Well, that's something.
2: Yeah. So even when I have no idea what I'm talking about, I can entertain in a public speaking Mm. sense.
0: That's a skill. That's a tough one. The being able to, I mean, really just being able to bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the spot in front of people. I don't know. Yeah, eh, eh. No, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't do that super successfully. I'll, uh, if I don't know what I'm talking about and I'm having to speak on it, I think I just kind of run in circles on the, the tiny amount that I do know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Until people get tired of listening. Yeah. <laughs>
2: To give some sort of context into the differences between an extemporaneous question what? and an impromptu what? question, uh, you've heard the extemporaneous one that I accidentally oh, received. Yes. To give you some context of like the type of questions I was prepared for, Yes. Uh, I remember at another tournament, the question I got was, should the final Harry Potter film be split into two parts. <laughs> so that's the type of thing I'm prepared for. Much more. Go ahead. And then I get European uh, <laughs> economics
0: thrown at me. I'm giving you the floor. Give me your speech. Why, why should the last Harry Potter movie be split into two films?
2: Um, it should for the three following reasons. It should for financial reasons, because it gives Warner Brothers an opportunity to make more money. Capitalists. It also works for the fans because there's so much content in that last book Mm -hmm. that you don't want to cut anything important out. And the third reason is uh, it gives Alan Rickman a bigger paycheck. Ah, Those are good reasons. Yep. All right. Convinced. (laughs) You graduate. Thanks.
0: So what time period of your life did you start speech and debate
2: uh freshman in high school so i was uh trying to do the math real quick in my oh, head yeah, Freshman like 15 i guess so like that yeah 14 i think mm. is when i would have started okay yeah because um, ages 14 through 18 i think yeah would what th- makes sense there i think
0: that's gonna be the massive uh, divider. That is where we we parted ways. <laughs> I did not have any outside of like book reports and stuff like that. I didn't have. I definitely didn't have a class to mm-hmm. uh, get better at this thing. And I'm still not good at it. I'm, I'm. I am talking into a mic as if I have things to say and I'm good at talking, but like I am not. <laughs> I, I feel like I have a very hard time. Getting my point across, or rather, just getting what I'm trying to say understood. Mm, okay, yeah, I, I feel like, oh, in my head, I am so confident that what I'm about to say will make sense, <laughs> and they'll be right on the same page as me. And then it comes out of my mouth, and I'll have just seven people staring at me. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, Let me try again, and yeah, people get sick of that, yeah.
2: <laughs> Similarly, I guess you saying like book reports and things like mm-hmm. that. That was also something that I. It would always surprise people in classes or something. Yeah. Because I would I would generally maybe, maybe towards the end of high school I was a little more. Vocal, I guess. Yeah. But for most of it in class, I, am, was pretty quiet. Just kind of kept my head down. Um, would maybe make some snarky remarks to whoever is sitting directly next oh, to me. Oh, snarky remarks. No one else. Um, <laughs> well, the problem is too. Like so many classrooms were seated alphabetically, and Chris Binning. Whether they do it first name or last name, I'm pretty close to the front every time. Yeah. Uh, so it it limits the um the snarkiness i would find ways uh yeah that's but
0: fine. Have an e and a c for my name right it was also very near the front yeah
2: nice. um but every time there was like a group presentation mm-hmm. or like we had to read something that we wrote oh man chris came to play <laughs> <laughs> after so after multiple times people would be like oh that guy's that guy's pretty funny hey 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 <laughs> that was the end of it
0: i yeah i had a somewhat similar experience i yeah I've, I've never liked it but around that same year not you know around that same age yeah um i yeah found i found that like oh first off you kind of go through elementary school and middle school. Some call it junior high. We called it middle school. Um, we also called it middle oh, school. Oh, good. I feel like everyone else in my life called it junior high, yeah. and I feel crazy.
2: I I feel the same way. Maybe it's just like every state more on the west side calls it uh, middle school, and then maybe towards I would the think east so. But like most of the high. people I know are from
0: Washington, <laughs> huh? Uh yeah, I don't know. There's a there's a possibility this podcast is just one person like staring at a wall talking to themselves. <laughs> Going to slowly find that. Out. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so around oh anyways, I yeah, I stopped a sentence and didn't finish it.
2: ADD. You were uh you said through elementary school Elementary
0: school through middle school, you kind of are given tasks of, like, you have to give a presentation on this
2: book. Yeah.
0: And I kind of just, like, kept along with that because school is school, and this is what you have to do. And at a certain point in high school, probably sophomore year, if I had to guess, it kind of clicked with me, like, I don't know, like, I'm kind of given freedom I don't really need they're not telling me what book to give a report on like I can mm-hmm. just read whatever I want I can just find something that actually interests me and and I can try to make it funny and when I brought all of that stuff I remember the first one that I was like I feel good about this <laughs> was in a it was a history class and it was like pick some historical figure and do a report on them Uh, It might have, you had to, like, find a a book about them and do a report on the book. Okay, yeah. And, you know, historical figures like uh, George Washington. uh, And I was like, I found a pirate. I am doing my report on a real pirate, and I am interested in it, and I'm going to make it kind of goofy. And it was fun, and it went really well, and I felt good about myself still don't like it <laughs> i think the funny thing is like listening to this you and i have had like we have very similar opinions. similar yeah we have very similar experiences it's just that you like it and i still don't mm-hmm. <laughs> i had to i had to like present uh something at work the other day and i was terrified <laughs> I did it though i did well i got through it okay um, also, yeah, it, it's it's similar to my improv. My brain just shuts off and I just <laughs> like, "I'll be funny." And yeah. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's not.
2: <laughs> uh I definitely prefer public speaking with things that I have either written or planned well in advance. Yeah. Uh even though I can do sort of the public speaking where I'm just kind of off the cuff or like I've just thought about it a couple minutes beforehand, for the most part I would much rather go in with a plan. Yeah. I think it's much easier to succeed that way because you know kind of what you want to hit and you can have gone through it before and know what feels weird. Um, the other thing is knowing when to um, stop speaking. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the reason that I say that there was uh, maybe a uh, two years after I had moved out here, Um, my college um, one of the professors came out here and was like let's do like a a get together where all the people that have graduated from our school that have now moved to LA let's kind of make it like a networking thing just sort of a small like get together people can meet each other and if they don't know other alumni out here they can meet them whatever yeah and so naturally at some point everybody has to stand up and say uh, their name, when they graduated, uh, and what they're doing, how long they've lived here, and uh, um, what they're doing now. Yeah. And so immediately, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna crush my portion of it. Of course. It's going to be quick because we got to keep this thing moving. There are like 30 to 40 people here. Uh, I'm going to hit this boom, boom, boom joke out, done. Boom. Yeah, And I did. It went exactly the way I hoped it would. People laughed where I needed them to laugh, right there at the (laughs) end. And I moved through it real quick. And for the most part, everybody else moved pretty quickly. Yeah. The couple people that seemed to take a little longer, okay, like they've had more accomplishments, they've got more to say, that's fine. Then the last guy, or like the second to last guy. Everybody, even the most (laughs) successful people... I would say they were. They ran under three minutes. Yeah. I was probably like forty-five seconds, because um, <laughs> I was like, "We got to keep this going." But this, I think, it was the second to last guy gets up there and speaks and just rambles yeah. for. It had to be twelve minutes. Oof. It was uh, so much about his journey. The times he had thought about quitting the story, the novel he had written, (laughs) the plot of it. Um, And it just that everybody in that uh, restaurant patio area is just kind of looking at each other like, is this still happening? (laughs) It's the worst feeling. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Uh, So it's definitely important to kind of know your limits, I guess. Yeah. That's something, I think, to learn.
0: That is something. I, have, I do have one more thing to say. Do it! Outside of the initial thing to say, which is, sorry, the neighbors are doing yard work again. <laughs> yes.
2: Yet again. <laughs> late evening yard work. Late
0: evening. Different day this time. Yeah, what
2: the heck? I thought it was only on Wednesdays. Yeah. We'll just plow through, I guess. Um,
0: yeah, I, uh, I, I all, all I need to, to throw out there is you need to know for some reason in spite of hating public speaking when it came time to graduate high school i threw my name in to give a speech at graduation
2: oh i wish i could have done that
0: i didn't make it Uh uh-huh but like as it got closer students voted Oh, okay. So, oh, actually, I forgot about this. I I had put my name in, but I was elected. So, like, mm-hmm. a bunch of people can put their name in, and, like, th- I think it was three people were selected. So, obviously, there's, like, valedictorian. It's
2: like the Triwizard or... Tournament, where you all put your name in, and then a couple names got spit out. Uh, I'm Cedric Diggory. <laughs> oh. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. That's not the one you want to be. It's <laughs> my favorite character name. <laughs>
0: um so yeah hey so like i hated i hated public speaking but for some reason threw my name in the students were like yeah let's have evan be a part of this i was like oh shit i've got people backing me up that's odd and then there was another round of student voting and i was not the one but my Mm. friend was um but yeah it's weird like normally in that situation getting up to it and finding out whether I finding out that I wasn't the person who was going to be given that speech, my reaction would have been, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, <laughs> why did I sign myself up? But I was kind of like, oh,
2: that would have been fun.
0: Yeah. And I still don't understand that emotion <laughs> to this day. Man. I think I want to like public speaking is where I'm landing.
2: Yeah. And I think knowing you, I think that makes sense because <laughs> uh, it, it does kind of come back to the performance thing. Mm-hmm. Um I am so jealous though that you guys got to just like oh I'd like to give a speech at graduation. I am so mad that your school <laughs> did that and mine did not. It was yeah, there was one
0: there were I think two elected speeches. So it was yeah, the 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 smart people and then two other speeches from like just people the students wanted to hear from. The Everyman. The Everyman. Um Josh Widener and Dylan Thompson, I believe. I oh. Throw some names out. <laughs> Shout out to those two. Um, brain fart. Because
1: our school, it was. Oh, yeah.
2: We had three valedictorians that all gave speeches. And Boom. then the student body president um, gave a speech. Huh. And I was pretty good friends with the student body president. So I, on more than one occasion, was like. What if you yield some of your time to me? Because I so badly want to bring the house down at this high school graduation.
1: It's a need.
2: It's a need. People are going to sit through, I don't know, these hundreds of names. They want. A lot. Let's give them a little taste of the good stuff before the, <laughs> before the names go.
0: Yeah, it's probably my. I don't know how big, I think we've talked about this before, how big your high school was, but I... And
2: I've thought about it many times, and it comes back to one of those things we've talked about where uh, you could tell me it was like a graduating (laughs) class of 200 or 700,
0: and I'd believe you. I'm, yeah, I'm weirdly in that same boat, even though I know uh, it was a very small high school, and there were not a lot of people graduating. I could not tell you what that number is. I want to say it was like a hundred.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Graduating.
2: I definitely, mine was definitely more than that.
0: Most are. We also graduated in
2: a barn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: kind <of>. uh, <laughs> What do you
2: mean you graduated in a barn? We
0: graduated in the same place they hold the uh, rodeo in... Uh, The Grace Harbor County Fairgrounds. Anybody who stayed on the bull longer
2: than six seconds got a (laughs) degree.
0: Oh, that would be so much fun. Just like people who didn't quite get enough (laughs) together to graduate, but give them the
2: chance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be
2: so so great. If your grades weren't good enough. You still got a chance to graduate if you could ride the bull? Attendance would be through the roof. <laughs> I, would, I would attend
0: graduation every year. Yeah. <laughs> such a fun idea. We got to get on that board. What's We've got uh, to get s- on the school, school board. school board, I assume? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Too funny.
2: <sighs> well, yeah, we... So, Figure okay, we so learned. we've learned, yeah, we've learned, um, it's 80% confidence. It's 80% confidence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I actually did learn a thing. I need to, uh, you have a notepad in front of me. I guess I've got this whiteboard. I should write when, because both these past two episodes, I've had to like, oh, that's a thing to mention when mm. you and then I forget it. It's gone out of my head. Yeah. Got that's why you gotta head.
2: have some physical note-taking devices like I do. <laughs> Never. Um... Yeah, uh, We learned, uh, know your limits. learned know your limits Know
0: your limits I've learned I don't learn what My deal is I don't know I don't like I, I don't like public I can't speaking figure But it I'm out either. okay at it And I like it sometimes <laughs> And I can do it into a
2: microphone When nobody's watching me Well I think that what we've Kind of determined If, if I can uh, tell you what you learned Please Um it's it's not that you it, it, you there so there are two types of public speaking essentially, yeah, general speaking to a group of people, yeah, and performing. Mm-hmm. And I think that you, well, you may feel some sort of like jitters for lack of a better word for the performing part. yeah, I think you generally enjoy doing that, yeah, it's the speaking in like a casual work or school environment that maybe when it's not like when you don't see the people in front of you as an audience yes. i think that's where you struggle
0: yeah it's really it's it's the, the limelight it's it's uh, in a non-performing sense giving doing public speaking when you're the only person everyone's paying attention to mm-hmm. that freaks me out don't like okay it. don't like it at all yeah it's something in there um Oh, I, I think we learned that you need to... yeah if you don't like public speaking and you aren't just naturally finding that 80% confidence or 60, whatever the number we gave was. <laughs> it's always 80%. Speak about stuff you care about. Give that a try. For sure. And see if that uh, alters your, your abilities at all or your confidence. Like, yeah, I, I don't care about history <laughs> i don't care about biology <laughs> boom, 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 boom. but uh, i do not <laughs> know about pirates uh
2: i think i think you're definitely that is an important thing is speaking about something you're passionate about uh which is why i enjoy or enjoyed when i would do speech and debate i could pick a topic that i was passionate about yeah and speak on it As opposed to like getting something or like in a work environment when they're like, hey, can you tell everybody about this new policy? It's like, I'm not passionate about this new policy.
1: (laughs) But you should be. If you're not, get out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it's a lot easier to do public speaking when it is something you're passionate about and not like. Something that you just have to tell people for whatever reason. Or somebody is telling you, hey, I need you to do this. Then it's not... uh, Like, you can make it enjoyable, but definitely when it's something you're passionate about, it's going to come a lot easier, both the skill and the confidence level.
0: Four episodes in, I think that was the first real advice (laughs) we ever came to. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, hey, that's... the last probably the last hey we'll try we'll try
2: (laughs) see what we can do i think it's useful yeah (laughs) we're helping people out we're helping people out Out? the billions of people that listen to this episode
0: my mom my dad my (laughs) sister
2: my mom my dad my brother
0: (laughs) one or two of my six cousins (laughs) two of my four cousins I don't know. I'm gonna, I don't know. Well, how many cousins do I have? Never counted them. Let's count cousins for a sec.
2: Let's count cousins. I'm just going to leave it there. All right. Well. Do you have anything you'd like to plug, Evan? Do I have
0: anything I'd like to plug? Um, you know, I, I did realize we have not. We started plugging the Instagram account that will exist at some point. <laughs> and have not been the past couple so let's just throw that out let's there throw
2: it out there you can
0: follow our shit do at it how do we human on
2: instagram
0: instagram ba, ba, da, 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 da. and then uh, yeah i do have something to plug <clears throat> do you have trouble remembering your spouse's phone number hi my name's evan cox and I have a foolproof new plan to help you remember your spouse's phone number
2: what what is it
0: oh I mean I, if I give it away people aren't gonna pay for it um I guess I could just tell you it's like use your use your spouse's number as your c v s card then you have to punch it in then you'll oh. remember it
2: okay how much were you going to charge for that?
0: <laughs> uh, you know, at this point, uh, I changed my mind.
2: Uh, nothing, nothing. Free advice. Free advice. Can I? Can I tell you something? Yes. It seems like most of the times you have something to plug. Mm-hmm. You at the end of it say, "Never mind. I have nothing." Screw this idea. <laughs> Every time
0: I uh, try to plug something, you
2: poke so many fucking
0: holes in it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like me. <laughs> Chris, do you have anything to plug? I do. I am very excited. I'm working on a special uh, project with uh, the FBI. Oh. We are currently investigating uh, Girl Scouts mm-hmm. and whether or not they are real people or just sleeper agents left over from World War One.
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: And the FBI's in on this? The
2: FBI is all in on this. My God. Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to talk about
1: that. Well, the results
2: are coming out soon, and let's just say the answer may surprise
0: you. Speaking of, I, I had an idea... Uh, You said investigators. I had an idea for a children's cartoon at some point called The Investigators, which were alligators in detective costumes. Don't just give this away for free. Um, uh, So my other plug is watch my children's cartoon, (laughs) The Investigators, coming in 2035.
2: (laughs) Yeah, animation does take a long time.
0: Uh, And that's copyrighted now. I said it on a podcast. (laughs) Yep. I might as well have mailed it to myself. It's real.
2: (laughs) I can't wait to see all of those episodes. I'm going to binge watch The Investigators. I hope
0: everyone binge watches The Investigators. Coming to Netflix
1: soon.
2: (laughs) Well... I mean, over 15 years. <laughs> so soon is pretty relative. Let's let's place bets
0: right now. Is Netflix a thing 15 years from now? Ooh,
2: uh, wow. I well, wanna, first of all, no. First of all, can't wait for the follow-up episode. <laughs> we'll Fifteen years from now to see if we were right. Um, man, that's a good question. Do I think Netflix will be well? Strictly because you said no, I'm gonna say yes. Alright,
0: we've got a, we've got ourselves yes. a, a game.
2: Tune in in fifteen, 15 years. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>